Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Elijah, are you ready to bring on the weird? Yeah, I'm ready, man. How about you? Hell yeah, man. Excellent. Right up front. This is what we do. What are you drinking tonight? Whoa. Call me off guard here. Uh, it's fucking disgusting. What? It's fucking disgusting. And I feel bad because it's dogfish head. Uh, what? Yeah, but they can kiss my ass with this one. It, sound, it, it tastes like I'm drinking beer that came out of the ass of one of the creators there it's called dogfish head mango smoothie like smoothie. Mo like movie but smoothie and it uh six and a half percenter but you know what it, it's got in it bro that fucking lactose what, what? Mm. yeah and I, i'm pretty sure i just fucking hate any beer with lactose <laughs> uh i think we're getting there because that that one i had from how was it the one right down the street from me. Rusty Rail? Is that it? No, that's not what it is. Whatever. The one you brought down here? Yeah. Oh, what was that? New Trail. New Trail. That's New it, trail. yeah. That's it. Mm -hmm. But their Irish beer, the supposed to have some sort of mint and lactose and that. It's supposed to be some sort of milkshake situation, but oh man, lactose and beer, I don't, it's not a good combo. Oh my god, it's so fucking I just took a drink of it. It's so fucking bad. <laughs> well, help me help get my mind off of this and tell me what you're having. Well, currently since I can't smell or taste anything because well, I haven't been diagnosed, but my wife and my daughter tested positive for COVID, and I assume everybody's got it. Well, half of us have it. I guess including me because I have all the fun symptoms. Including being unable to smell or taste anything. Everything, well, I texted you. You know how you can pretty much put your finger on the flavor of red or, or purple or, or even blue. Sure. Well, everything to me just tastes gray. That doesn't sound good, man. No. So it didn't matter what I got tonight, but I have just a, just a good old yingling lager. That's good. My backup Genesee. I used to love yingling. And now, uh, not so much. Something about lager. Isn't it? Uh, but Budweiser's a lager, right? Yes. I like Bud Light way more than regular Bud. I have a hard time with Bud anything, dude. Yeah. Every time... Oh, shit, I'm moving my mic and making a lot of noise here. Uh, anytime, I, anytime I drink anything Bud, uh, be it regular Budweiser or Bud Light or whatever... I almost 
instantly get a headache. Yeah, something weird about that. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It mainly Budweiser. Yeah, but it's it seems like Bud Light even does it to me. You're allergic to the Anheuser Busch. Yeah, but not your mom's bush. <laughs> <laughs> Messed up, man. It's your mom-in-law. <laughs> oh yeah, shit. How, how do you how do you like commercials? Do you like them? Uh, you know, I'm not a big fan, no. Commercials, ads, whatever the damn kids are calling them these days. Yeah. Well, if you want to drop the ads for this Bring on the Weird podcast, patreon.com slash bring on the weird. Oh, yeah. And we got some shout outs for you this time. Yeah. You want to want to do the new one? Yeah. Uh... Hang on, what is... Oh, Amber Von Strangle. Thank you very much, Amber. Thanks, Amber. And then we have Nathan Layton, who's been a patron for quite some time. We have Connor Carroll. Thank you. And Dakota Meadows. Yep. Thank you very much. Thanks, everybody. Greatly appreciate it. And now you're not getting ads. No ads. You get the episode one day sooner. And if you live in a in certain time zones, you'd get it almost two days sooner. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. It takes care of the Patreon business. What's next on the list of things to do? Uh, if you want some dope merch, go to myconspiracytees.com slash bring on a weird or tpublic.com and just search for us. We got everything there. Well, we don't have it. They got it. We just put our pictures on it yeah print on demand pod instagram facebook twitter uh podchaser.com slash bring on the weird look for us on apple podcasts give us five stars on both those things did you know that we have 957 followers on podchaser no i didn't know the number i know we get emails every time we get a new follower yeah if you scroll down the email just just a little bit then it tells you a total number of followers so that's fucking yeah. cool yeah and guys listen the reviews really really help us out in the charts so if you like the show and you think other people might like the show boom hit us with the five stars and that helps move us up the charts and gets us into more ears and uh, i think what we have to say here is pretty important and i think a lot of people need to know need to hear about it you know occasionally mostly about the beer the sunspots, dude. The sun cycles. That was wild. I I just stumbled on that, and that was. I really believe it's. It happens. It's happening. Well, it's obviously happening. We <laughs> saw the data, and there it is. Oh, almost knocked my beer off of my desk. Mm, you won't get lactose up in your stuff. I almost knocked it off the desk. Oh. So you want lactose in your carpet? That'd be fine. That's okay. It probably wouldn't soak it up anyway. It's not even... I don't even know how they classify this as carpet. It's so thin. <laughs> it's a mouse pad. Yeah, it kind of is. I mean, about the thickness of a mouse pad. <laughs> Speaking of mouse pad, if any of our listeners want to send me a, a dope big mouse pad for my gaming setup here, go ahead and do it because... I don't know what I want, and I just want one. So go ahead and send me one. I'm not going to tell my address, so I don't know. <laughs> just send it to Delaware. It'll get to me. Probably. 
They'll find you eventually. That's scary. Um, yep. And I don't. It might. This episode might have a little bit of that in it because if the worlds are becoming more and more connected, then it's going to be easier and easier to find somebody. And if we get to a point that I'm thinking we might, I have that for the end of the episode. Then it could get real interesting for people. Mm. All people. Not just you people. All people. <laughs> All people matter. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Except purple people. Not purple people. They don't. No. Yeah, Grimace was a dick. <laughs> it's in his name. Was it Grimace? Yeah. Yeah, he was purple. Just a big purple. Whatever the fuck he was. Yeah, what was he? A blob? A butt plug? Oh, maybe. <laughs> With arms, what, what were his arms for? To like hang her, on? Her pleasure. <laughs> Armed for her pleasure. <laughs> little fingers that tickle it, tickle her. Yeah, the little fringes on the end. The arms go in, you know, for that's the ribbed part, but then the fingers. Yep, really gets you all tickled up. <laughs> tickled pink. Tickled stink. <laughs> oh boy. That's a butt plug. <laughs> well, here's a quote for you. Uh, I tried to look up who who said it, and there's some that say it was Winston Churchill, and others say it, it didn't start with him, it was somebody else, but there's a lot of attribution to Winston Churchill. Don't let a good crisis go to waste. I'm sure you've heard that, right? Yeah, it was... Has been thrown about quite a bit here recently with the yeah. whole coronavirus stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, not so much that they created it, but they're definitely going to take advantage of it. And I seriously think that that is definitely happening in this world. It wouldn't surprise me at all. No. But before, right before the world fell apart, I mean, we've talked about this before, but I wanted to reiterate this thing. So people know that in October of 2019, right before the world started going haywire with the coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. that was in what, November, December 19, and everything traces back to uh, Wuhan, China, mm -hmm. right, right before that, uh, there was a, who was it? The Bill and Manlinda Gates Foundation was part of it. <laughs> I wonder That's if right. anybody caught that. <laughs> Bill and Manlinda. He looks like he was the female in that relationship, and somehow they just, like, some Freaky Friday thing, I don't know, or they were, like, peeing in the same fountain when lightning struck it, and <laughs> they swapped. There's some kind of weird stuff going on there. Well, see, somebody went back and changed the timeline. And there was a couple things that really got messed up, but it was was cl the closest one to the one that they really wanted. So they left Bill as a male and Manlinda as a manly female. Fucking CERN. <laughs> Best case scenario. <laughs> but they they were part of they they were one of the sponsors for Event Two Hundred One. They were a sponsor, the World Economic Forum, which I'll get into in a minute, and uh, 
Johnston and Johnson, I believe. Hmm. Which, if you get into the news currently, right now, that's happening. Yeah. The Johnson and Johnson vaccine, the single dose Johnson and Johnson vaccine, is not being recalled yet, but they're like, ooh, uh, maybe we shouldn't give anybody this one anymore for a while. I'm super glad they rushed it, though. Oh, yeah, naturally. Because people, <laughs> now suddenly there's a bunch of people that have, uh, they're getting blood clots. That old man got the massive body rash. I think it was from the, yeah, or no, it wasn't Johnson & Johnson for a Ventura one. It was Johns Hopkins. Oh, okay. Johns Hopkins, the World Economic Forum, and the Bill and Manlinda Gates Foundation. They were the uh, supporting parties for Event 201. And I found out the reason it's called Event 201 is because annually, apparently, there's these minor epidemics, pandemics, not quite a pandemic. But there's annually, there's about 200 of these uh, sick pandemics, flus or what have you. So the scenario was named 201 in the event that the 201st one was going to be the big one. So they set up a scenario trying to figure out what to do in the event that this massive pathogen would go across the globe. I had no no clue that's why they called it 201. I, I didn't realize that until I started digging in deeper. I mean, I've heard of it a million times. I just, I assume this was the 201st time they've done it. Or some shit, I don't know. <laughs> See, this is the uh, 201st uh, time they went back to change the past. Change the timeline. Yep, and they nailed it this time. Well, they got close. Coronavirus wasn't quite as bad as they were saying. So now they're going to have to go back 202nd time and try to make it worse. <laughs> event 202 in 2022. <laughs> it's coming. But in, in that event, they um, their speculation was that the disease... It's not really speculation. It was the entire thing was supposed to be fictional. They would set up scenarios, and then the powers that be around the world would try to figure out what they would do in the event that this would happen. And in their event, the disease starts in pig farms in Brazil, quietly and slowly at first, but then it starts to spread more rapidly in healthcare settings. It's interesting. That was in their exercise or whatever. Right, right. And that was the that was the event two hundred one scenario. Okay. But after that, people figured out. I, well, actually, they were doing this. The World Economic Forum have been sponsors for uh, similar events for years and years, probably a decade at this point. There, because their thought is, well, what would happen? What would we do if this actually happened? And they actually have these names of other scenarios that they supported and they were a part of. Uh, Dark Winter. Mm-hmm. What am I starting at the beginning? Okay, other scenarios. Clade X was one. Uh, and in that, <coughs> that was May 15th, 2018. And it was kind of the same thing. It was a pandemic tabletop exercise to see what would happen for a pandemic so world the world economic forum wef was with the johns hopkins center and they did it even a year before 
the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation joined them. <laughs> and then the Dark Winter exercise was, I guess, the same thing. I guess we can just blame Johns Hopkins Center for everything. Okay. Civilian biodefense studies. That was June 22nd, 23rd, 2001. So what if there was a full-scale bioterrorist attack? Okay, so that's 20 years ago. Yeah, at this point it was 20 years ago. So they've been doing these things for two decades. Atlantic Storm. How would world leaders manage the catastrophe of a fast-moving global epidemic of deadly disease? And that was uh, Center for Biosecurity of the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center. They've been running these scenarios for years and years and years. So I don't know. The exercise used a fictitious scenario designed to mimic a summit of transatlantic leaders forced to respond to a bioterrorist attack. So either they have been planning this when they finally decided that this was the time to trigger the actual players of this game. They, they've been practicing and practicing and practicing. Maybe that's what this was. It was practice rounds. And then now they're like, okay, well, here's this coronavirus. Let's pull the trigger and make it a real thing. It's not a game anymore. Yeah. Or they could just be preparing. You don't you don't want to call it a a, a plan? You you wanted to well it's a it's a plan in the event that this happens. But you're not gonna but you're not saying it's a plan as in they planned it. Well they've been doing it for twenty years, you said, right? Mm-hmm. And just now we have, like, was swine flu part of this? You know, they were like, all right, let's release swine flu and see what it does. And it just didn't pan out. And then, you know what I mean? Bird flu just didn't pan out. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. that's possible. It's possible that they did that. They've been. But why, why plan on what we're going to do if they don't want to really do anything? Do you understand? Like, if they want this thing to wipe out a lot of people, why, quote-unquote, plan to have it not? Somebody's got to be the hero. Do you think that's what it is? Well, I think maybe not. They're not planning on one specific knight in shining armor to stand up and say, da-da-da-da. But they they want a group of heroes... And they want to be able to control those groups. Okay. That's what I'm... That's how I see it. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Because it's not... It's a bunch, a bunch, huge amount of moving parts. It can't just be up to one entity. Because I was thinking about this, too, for this whole thing. If one company, one entity stood up and said, I have the power to do all these things... How many people would actually trust that company? Well, I think a lot more than you think. But not everybody. No, not everybody. and But not everybody is trusting what's going on now. The problem is my generation and the generation that my generation is raising are fucking idiots. <laughs> and whatever CNN tells them or Fox News tells them or whatever, they're like, Yep, that's 100% true. And they're getting all that information. So all this information is getting tossed around, and it's a shitty game of telephone where 
you get second, third, fourth, tenth, twelfth, fifteenth hand of information, and who knows how it's been screwed up from first-hand witnesses to the point where the media is covering it. Well, if Johnson and Johnson comes out and they're like, yep, we got the cure, and they're the only ones who do, I think a lot of people are going to say, you know what, I don't care if their baby powder gave me cervical cancer. I believe what uh, they're saying right now. You know? Yeah. And they're just going to go along with it. Like, oh my God, Johnson and Johnson got it right. Finally. Thank God somebody did it. So that's brand loyalty. Or at least part part of that would be brand loyalty. It's stupidity. I don't, I don't disagree. <laughs> I, I wouldn't call it brand loyalty because they're not necessarily loyal to Johnson and Johnson. I'm sure they use Walmart brand shit. They don't buy the Johnson & Johnson baby shampoo every time. You know? I don't think it's brand loyalty. I think it's just stupidity. When someone tells them something, they don't do any research. They don't... They're just... They're. I hate saying... I hate using this term, but they're fucking sheep. You know, whatever the fucking yeah. herder says, whatever the shepherd says, they just go with and it's fucking scary. It is really scary because then, after that, the sheep, as you're calling them, the robots, the populace who has decided that they are going to do this thing, shame everybody else into doing what they just did. Exactly. It's fucking crazy. I don't even... Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's crazy. I plan on calling this episode a cyber pandemic because... Like the news cycle, everybody is connected into the news cycle. Everybody's connected with all this information constantly. And so that that means that the information can easily be corrupted. I'm not going to a hashtag fake news, but you could easily plant a seed and that seed would grow into something sinister in, in all of it. Absolutely. It doesn't... Whatever, wherever the truth is, wherever the truth lies, somebody's going to believe it strong enough that they're going to just perpetuate the cycle. Well, it's it's my truth, Will. It's my truth. I hate that fucking saying. It's not my president. The truth is the truth. You don't have your truth, and I don't have my truth. The truth is the truth. Right. If you say my truth, what you're really saying is, it's my opinion. Exactly. I was just going to say that. Yeah, stop it, you idiots. I Please. keep getting us off. <laughs> For the love of whatever deity you pray to, do the damn research. Exactly. Just step back and look at everything before you commit to what's going on. Well, like I was saying earlier, you can literally, you can watch Fox News, flip it over to CNN. They could be talking about the same story, very, very different opinions on it. It's propaganda, it's biased media, and that's a problem when you're listening to one source and getting all your information from there. Yes. It's not just... They're not just delivering the news. They're delivering their opinion on the situation. Exactly. There is no non-biased news source, is there? I I don't know. If there is, they're, they're shamed into oblivion. Yeah, they're definitely not popular. Bullshit. Because... Look, conservatives don't want to watch a news source where it's bashing the liberals and then 
the next minute it's like well donald trump does some bad shit too like look at all this bad shit he did they're like whoa 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 hold on hold on and then same with the liberals they don't want to watch something where it's talking up joe biden all the time and then they're like yeah but donald trump did some good shit look at all this good they're like whoa whoa hold on hold on if (laughs) if your little baby mind isn't catered to then you know snowflakes dude i i hate the term snowflakes and i hate the term sheep and i've used both of them but if your your opinion isn't catered to if if they're not giving basically it's confirmation bias they they want their news source to 100 percent go along with what they want or what they yes. think so that's a vicious cycle itself yeah. So the news source is catering to the people and giving the people what they want, and the people want that thing. So they're both just feeding into each other. I'm going to continue to watch this news source because they're giving me exactly what I want. Yeah. And the news source wants to give it because they're getting the ratings from the people that want it. Yeah. So they just continue right along, right along with it. Both sides. Both sides. Yeah, absolutely. It matter. Absolutely. Was that even part of this episode, or did we just go off? No. We went, we went way off. Yeah. <laughs> Oopsie daisy. That's all right. Uh, so uh, I was talking about the World Economic Forum, how they they planned all this, all these scenarios, all these exercises. And I was going to tell you a bit about who and what they are. Okay. Uh, they are an international organization for public-private public, cooperation. They want everybody to work together, kind of. But kind of is my opinion, because it seems a little right there. It it's too good to be true, in in my head, they're like, yeah, we're gonna do this thing. Look look at all the shit that we're gonna do. We're so great. Look at us go. But I'm like, are you that great? What's your hidden agenda here? Yeah, Chief? yeah. It always seems like there's a hidden agenda from everywhere. Also, the guy who like, yeah, the guy who runs this is uh, Klaus Schwab. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that video I sent you? Yeah, I watched part of it. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I know about Klaus Schwab. Yeah, he sounds like a... He's old enough to be one, too. A crazy, mad German scientist. Yeah. I mean, I'm not pointing at enemies in, in Germany. I'm not stereotyping, well, just because they, they're born there and they sound like that. They're they're the bad guy. Not not saying that about Germany or Russia or or anybody who's, you know, a stereotypical bad guy. Well, it's not the accent you're saying. It's the the content of what he's saying. Yeah. But in my stupid American small mind, the crazy German accent doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't help. I would attempt it, but I would sound like a dumbass. Nine. Cl- Klaus Schwab. <laughs> That's close enough. But it just just listening to that guy speak, you're like, damn, this guy, he wants to take over the world. Yeah, but he's too old. So even if he did, he'd be dead before. But would he? I don't know, man. I mean, he's a maybe he's not. A fucking vampire. He he's not from Germany. He's from Transylvania. He is the vampire. Holy fuck, <laughs> Vlad the Impaler. <laughs> The forum engages the foremost political, business, cultural, and other leaders of society to shape global, regional, and industry agendas. 
It was established in 1971 as a not-for-profit foundation and is headquartered in Geneva, Switzerland. Yeah, you see? Switzerland. See, what, there's nothing wrong with Switzerland, right? That's where CERN is. Geneva, Switzerland. <laughs> ah, see, it's all coming together. So the CERN... CERN has corrupted these people that, you know, everybody's supposed to be neutral in Switzerland, right? No? Yeah. Oh, are you asking me? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I always thought. Swiss banks, you know, all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It is independent, impartial, and not tied to any special interests. The forum strives and all its efforts to demonstrate entrepreneurship and the global public interest while upholding the highest standards of governance. Moral and intellectual integrity is at the heart of everything it does. Yeah, I don't believe that. See, I guess this brings up a good question. How could a company get your full trust? They're talking all this shit, but how can they prove that they are a good company to get anyone's full trust? I don't know. I'd like to think that I wouldn't just surrender to a company, but I've basically done it with Apple. You're not using an Apple computer. Well, no, just because I can't upgrade them and shit like that, but I love my Apple phone, and I I honestly believe that they're trying to protect us from our shit getting stolen. But is that just shit that they've put in my head, and I just believe it, you know? Yeah, exactly. So are they covering your eyes with one hand, and then... Handing your shit over to the authorities with the other hand? See, I don't know, because I know now when I go to open an app, it'll say, do you want to allow this device to uh, track you or whatever? And I can literally turn it off. It's an Apple feature. I can turn it off. Oh, that's just there to make you feel better. Right. Like, is it? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, So I could see how people could just be totally brainwashed by a company as much as I like to think I'm not, I, I might be. I, I, I know I'm pretty deep into Google shit. I got, you know, every time I create a contact on my phone, it's saved to my Google account, so all those contacts are in there. So if I get a new phone, I just have to grab that information and boom, I don't have to put it back in manually. Yeah. And a lot of times, passwords are saved. So I don't have to retype them in. Know what I mean? Isn't that a little scary, though? Yes, it is. Yes, well, it Apple's is. A, Apple's the same way. It's logged with my Apple ID. So when I get a new iPhone, I sign in with my Apple ID and shit just transfers over. Right. So you've put a lot of trust in Apple. I've put a lot of trust in Google to have my passwords. You know, I use the shows- whole operating system and... I. You know, I have the stock app on there, emails that have everything to do with everything, banks and house shit and bills and all that. Yeah, and I, see, I am very much against Google, and you're not a very big iPhone guy, a very (laughs) big Apple guy. Right. So is there a company, would there be a perfect company, even if the company came out and said, we are the perfect company Look at what we can do. We don't have any ads. We're not tracking your information. You put your password in, or you can let us save it. It doesn't matter. However you want to do it, we're trying to be the most altruistic company that is out there. And somebody's going to... It's inevitable. 
even one of us would be like, well, that's a fucking Antichrist right there. Yeah, it makes you wonder because then even if they're doing all of that, sounds wonderful. That's all great. How do I know you're telling me the truth? Right. You know what I mean? How do I know you're not, you're telling me you're not and you're showing me all these data points and all these stats and shit, but how do I know you're really not on some secret server in your basement, like 16 floors underground, really tracking all my shit? Exactly. Would it make you feel better if, uh, what's his name who runs Apple? Tim Cook? Yeah. And I don't know who runs Google. Do you? I think the devil. The devil himself. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) But either way, if these uh, CEOs of these major corporations came out and said, look what we do for our, our employees, look what we do for our local community. We just built this park over here for the, uh, for the, can you say government housing? Does that offend anybody? For the lower uh, class, I don't know, for the you know you know you know what I mean. Yeah. We built this out of revenue that we have earned. And we're gonna we are going to plant or we have planted ten acres of trees over here on this land that we own. Would would that make you feel better about this company? Me personally? No. I, I don't No. No. Still no? Uh a lot of companies give to charity and do a lot of good stuff, but there's also a lot of shit companies. Yes. Like, I'm pretty sure that Jeff Bezos is a supervillain in the making, but he's, I mean, it's a good company, but uh, I don't know. I, I still don't trust him. Could the same be said about Elon Musk? Yeah, absolutely. Elon Musk is one bad day away from being Lex Luthor. <laughs> You know, he wakes up on the wrong side of the bed. He goes to get a haircut. They fuck it up a little bit. Uh, his baby XA1392RJ, or whatever the fuck his name is, throws up a little bit. And he's like, that's it. Skadoosh. I'm going to fucking laser the moon. He's already got his fucking car out there with the astronaut in it. Yeah, that's actually, oh. that's not even a car. That's a nuke. He's just preparing for when he has a bad day. He's going to detonate that bitch at the moon. See? But look at all the cool shit he has accomplished. Tesla, with all the electric vehicles. He's got the private company, SpaceX, who's doing not government things, flying these rocket ships to the ISS, reuse their rocket ships. His company figured all that out. Yeah, but I, I almost wonder if your company can figure anything out if you've got the money to hire the best. You just throw money at it? Yeah, I mean, it. money doesn't solve everything, but it does solve a lot. Yes. You know? I guess my point to be made with all this talk of uh, these CEOs, yes, this is all part of, this isn't, this isn't a tangent. All the talk of CEOs and uh, these corporations being altruistic and all that, that's a term that they call stakeholder capitalism. So... Not only are these companies catering and caring for their shareholders and making more money for them, they are now looking good for the community at large. Everybody who has a stake in what this company is doing. Stakeholder capitalism. The the community, the local and beyond local communities, the customers, 
the clientele, the employees, everybody who has anything to do with this company is stakeholder capitalism. I mean, capitalism sounds like a that sounds like a a sinister word, right? It just, it doesn't have a very good connotation. Right. When you say capitalism, ugh, scary. Yeah, it sounds scary. Sounds scary. But I mean, that's what we've been running with for 250 years or whatever however long we've been a country (laughs) right but the um the idea for i think it was 40 or 50 years the idea was for shareholder capitalism so the people that run the company run everything to make more money for the company fuck everybody else we're here for the employees we're here for the people who have shares in this company forget everybody else We'll do what we need to make money for our people. That's capitalism. I don't disagree with that. And that was the idea for half a century. But now if the I ra- idea... Go ahead. I was going to say, if I ran a, a company, of course I'm going to give back to my employees and the people who support me and probably going to say, fuck you guys who don't support me. You're not getting shit. Yeah, so you wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily be offensive to people who don't support you but you're not going to go out of your way to cater to people who don't support you i probably wouldn't know i mean that that's the shareholder the shareholder capitalism mentality is to care for the company build the company for the company for the employees for the people who are supporting you you're going to make their lives better and if you Mm got to cut down a few more trees then so be it But stakeholder capitalism is to care for everything as much as you can. You know, zero carbon footprint, even if it costs you a little bit more to make that happen. Uh, You know, employees and their families, the community, building a park or whatever, here and in another state where you might have a branch office or whatever, building out for the people. That's the idea of stakeholder capitalism. I mean, it sounds altruistic as hell. It sounds really good. Well, it's not a bad idea either because that's one way to get supporters. Right. So you get more people. So Tim Cook says, we're going to go plant a thousand acres of trees over here bordering this state park. And we can make the state park even bigger. Oh, fuck yeah. Go, Go Tim Cook. Hell yeah. Yeah. I've been an Android guy forever, but uh, you know what? Maybe I will buy me an iPad. Right, something like that. So now you're building an even bigger customer base. Yeah. Hmm. You think we should take a break? Yeah, probably. Where are we at? 45 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, let's take a break. And then uh, when we get back, we'll get into the fourth industrial revolution. All right. Welcome to the fourth industrial revolution. It's happening now. Woohoo! And that's according to Klaus Schwab. Do you understand what the fourth industrial revolution is? That's the a technocracy, isn't it? E, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is going technology. Everything is becoming more automated. Uh. The fourth industrial revolution is the ongoing automation of traditional manufacturing and industrial practices using modern smart technology. So, I mean, if we were to jump off what we were saying before, the these major companies are 
or could go from these mass amounts of assembly line workers to very few, if any, assembly line workers. And now what are you going to do for the people? You're just this like skeleton crew watching these robots work and the company is making buku bucks, right? Yeah. Because you don't have to pay anybody. So now they have a bunch of money, so they'll send it back to the community, right? And look good for the community, even though they're not actually paying anybody. Well, isn't this where the whole uh, UBI comes in, the universal basic income? Oh. No, I don't know what that is. There's talks, I don't know if it's Elon or who it is, but they're saying that because robots are essentially going to take over, that we're going to have to have a universal basic income in order for people to not work but still also survive. Damn, that plays very well into everything for the global reset. Yeah, exactly. That plays so well into it. So, fuck. Hmm. We'll, We'll come back to that here shortly. I was trying to lay out some information here, but eventually we'll get into the whole fucking... Uh, social credit system. Okay. Ooh. Uh, the fourth industrial complex. Er, fourth industrial complex. That's something else. <laughs> fourth industrial revolution. Um, if everybody is connected, and you're going around the world, connected. huh? <laughs> I said then nobody's connected. It's true. <laughs> Would you carry? If you've constantly got a you're constantly connected to the internet. How would the how would net neutrality work outside of the United States? Because that's kind of a big deal in the U.S. Could you, if every if you know, everything's online and you're constantly connected, you go to Switzerland, for instance, would you switch uh, mobile networks? Could you switch mobile networks and get out of the rules of? certain neutrality problems? Is that a VPN? Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like a VPN. So how would that work? I mean, if we are all... Could you just swap out a SIM card and be on the the Swiss network as opposed to the United States network? And if you come back to the U.S., can you continue to be on that other network? Do they have connections around? Uh, I don't know. You might have to go back to the old SIM card. Just swap out the SIM cards for different networks. Yeah. I can see that becoming an issue. Yeah, you get back home, you're like, shit, I forgot my SIM card. Then what? Then you're fucked. Exactly. I can see that being a huge problem if you're trying to be on different networks. And like you said, with the with the UBI, if you're connected to one network with your US UBI, or is it a worldwide UBI? Well, the UBI I'm talking about is a U.S. thing. But if we go into essentially the the New World Order, which sounds like that's kind of what you're talking here. Yeah. It sounds like they're pushing for a one-world system. One-world financial system. And that's, uh, that's what Cyber Polygon was about because that's a whole other scenario that world, the World Economic Forum got into. What if all these things are connected and somebody got in there and started hacking it? Like the the DDoS attack or DDS attack, whatever they are. 
what if there was a major hacking attack with that with all those systems, the financial systems? Um, so the World Economic Forum partnered with IBM and a huge amount of European banks, and one of them, well, I guess Russia is Asian, actually, technically speaking. That's where it is in Asia. But the major bank in Russia, the Spur Bank, S-B-E-R Bank, so they, they set up a scenario, IBM being an international company, if hackers could see how hackers could get in, and as the hackers were attacking these systems, could could the powers that, I guess the IT companies for them, could they counterattack as it's happening? That's what that whole scenario was about, if I understand it right. Again, it doesn't sound like a bad idea to me to be on top of possible issues. Right. But is that just a precursor to something that they are actually going to do? Maybe they're a little bit hands-off, but are they setting up the pieces? Are they? Do they actually control the hackers? Do they control the hackers? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Would, it, would they have set up a scenario to say that they are going to protect these things, but what's actually happening is they're actually setting it up so that they can control these things. They control the scenario, or they control the actual thing that's going to happen. Like the pandemic, plandemic, they, if the powers that be are controlling all these things, now they're controlling the news cycle, and tens of thousands of people are dying, so we're told, through the news cycle, or they're not, or they are, and there's a vaccine, and everybody wants this vaccine, or they don't. Yeah. I don't know. In my conspiracy brain, it's it's kind of uh, who's controlling who, who's hacking who. Yeah, that's actually a good point, huh? It reminds me of a little uh, Cicada thirty three oh one y, you know, like mm-hmm. they they're looking for the best, and then like, all right, we found the best. Now I want you to try to hack us, and y- you know what I mean? Like it, it's it seems a little. It, it seems like a movie. It really does that. They've set up these people, okay, look, here we have the the attacking group, we have the defending group, so they're looking for they're looking for the best of the best of these players. Could that be? But then it's a recruit. Yeah. Yeah. But then once their security team gets good enough to block the hackers, then what can they turn their security team around and sick them on? You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Like, like you stop these hackers now. What can you do with the U.S.? Can you fuck with the U.S. a little bit? Exactly, my man. Is what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I see. I, I know. I see your point. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm. I don't <laughs> like it. No, I don't like it either. So that's how I saw uh, Cyber Polygon, and they do this thing pretty often. The World Economic Forum. They have something every year in in Davos, Switzerland. I think they just did one in January, and that's when they were talking about the Great Reset. Klaus right. Schwab actually wrote a book called COVID-19, The Great Reset. I knew he wrote a book. I didn't know it was called that. Well, that was the latest book, and wow. he said he's trying to figure out how to 
set everything up. I mean, he makes everything sound super altruistic, and he's trying to make everything for the people. But is it? Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I've heard this guy talk before. He sounds a little scary. It sounds, uh, you know, like the whole, the whole like internet of everything thing. Like it, you know how like everything's connected to the internet now. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, man, it, as much as, I mean, if it wasn't for the internet, we couldn't fucking do this. Right. Right. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know if like, how far do we want to let it take over? You know what I mean? Right. And there's a number of people that I was, where was that at? Uh, somebody said, if we don't start working together, then we're going to drift further apart. But that just sounds like, I don't, it almost sounds like propaganda to me. Do this thing, follow me so everything can be more secure. Come over here, do this thing. No, 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 stay with me. Because if you don't stay with me, then everything's going to fall apart. But is it really going to fall apart? What's the matter with what we're doing now? Is it is it getting worse? Is what's not getting better? Well, I don't know, man. It's that's a good question. The I know. I mean, I've noticed we're drifting apart. I mean, you go to a fucking restaurant and families aren't even talking to each other anymore. They're looking at their phones. I agree. Yes, we're we are drifting apart. I. There's kids today who don't even know how to talk to people because all they do is text. <laughs> like they can't properly talk. To, they can't go up. If, you know, a young man wants to go talk to a, a, a girl, a pretty girl at the skating rink or whatever the fuck they do now. I don't know. Skating rink. Well, how old are you, grandpa? <laughs> yeah. For, <laughs> <laughs> but he can't do it because he, he just, he'll just go up hold his phone up to her with his snapchat or whatever she'll put it in and then that then they'll they'll talk like that yeah we are drifting further apart yeah i I don't see how i get there could be bad motives behind if we don't start working together we're going to drift further apart but i don't necessarily disagree with that statement either i don't know what could be done I mean, the powers that be are going to do what the powers that be do. Well, I mean, at this point, we can't stop them. And even though we have the right to bear arms, the Second Amendment, we cannot... What are we going to do? Back in 1776, everybody had the same fucking guns. Right. Today, I can't go fight the fucking government with my Mossberg 12-gauge because they're going to fuck... they got tanks, they got snipers, they got drones. I don't have that sort of equipment. Wasn't a militia a thing before? Like, the militia, was, they were the good guys. They weren't the police, but they weren't evil entities. Well, uh, not necessarily. I mean, they could be, I guess. I don't think the militia was a thing, right? It was militias. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know <laughs> if they were ever... If some shit was going down, then the militia would... They were community people, right? Yeah. In the beginning, yeah. anyway. No, they're not, they weren't they were rioting assholes. Yeah, see, I look at militia as a good thing. Yeah. And the bad ones who are terrorizing or whatever, essentially, I look at them at, as a gang or terrorists. Antifa? What? 
look, whoever, whoever it is, it doesn't have to be Antifa or whatever. Just if you're out there and you're doing things that are fucking up your a militia is, never wants to fuck up their own neighborhood. They want to protect their neighborhood, protect their people from the government. Right. From the quote unquote bad guys. That's a militia in my eyes. There you go. It is a an army of citizens. And it used to be a good thing. I would be curious as to know when a militia became a bad thing. Well, the same thing with everything. When they classify something... Okay, I'm, I don't know how pissed off I'm going to make people, but the peaceful protest, the quote-unquote peaceful protest, mm-hmm. when it's clearly not peaceful, but you label it as peaceful, the same thing with if you call Antifa a militia. It's not. It's not a militia. It's a fucking gang. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Yeah, it's the uh, the overgeneralizing of classifications, I guess you could say. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Let me see if I can roll this into the social credit system. Oh, this scares me like you wouldn't fucking believe. So if we've got these militias or gangs or what have you running around, it doesn't matter how they are generalized, categorized, labeled, whatever. The way I understand a social credit system, even with with China, I'll, I'll give you a little details on exactly what the fuck that actually means in a minute. Okay. Okay. But if all these people... The social credit system is basically a rating system for people. It's Yelp for people. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it. like I told you, you, you've never seen any of it, but it's the Black Mirror episode. There's this, this girl, she wants to be scored high because she has a friend who is scored real high and she's got a great lifestyle, a beautiful house, beautiful cars, a, you know, a fucking stud muffin husband and, you know, money. And this girl, she's working to get her score up and, you know, setback after setback and her score starts dropping and then it fucks her but she's the the thing in this episode is everybody is so fucking fake like oh my god i love your outfit and then they're like oh give me five stars yeah that's what scares me the most the the fucking fakeness of all of it so if those people you got all these fake people holding doors for everybody and loving everybody's outfits and if this militia or gang or whatever shows up in their black and white camo their their urban camo and they're all they're doing is strutting around town with their open carry license they you know that's fine for them to open carry like that but how many people in that scenario how many people would just get on their social credit system and just start giving all these people in camo one stars and start fucking with their social credit well i think it depends on what they say their quote-unquote goal is to be honest with you so just walking around wouldn't mean anything with these these guys that are toting their guns around but if they start yelling some shit they'd be like oh one star for this asshole one star for that asshole well if literally one of them has a maga hat on they're all getting one stars. If but if they're marching for 
because they're against police brutality, five stars for all of them because they're doing a great, even if they're smashing windows, five stars because it's a, you know, they're protesting against the uh, the establishment. We're going to saw the tables of tyranny. Yeah, it, I honestly, I think it really, I think we're in a very pivotal time as a country and I think conservatives are on the losing end of this. Or they are m- maybe not necessarily the losing end because liberals are too afraid to even touch a gun. But the, they have liberals have far, far, far more support. So the social credit score thing, if you're liberal, I think you're good because there is way more. I think you're good. But if your militia is right wing, I think you're fucked. <laughs> Yeah, so that that's going to be a huge problem for the social credit system. Then, then everybody would be like, oh, shit. Then right there, again, with the universal basic income. So you're telling me if I give up my gun, then you'll put 50 more credits in my UBI next week. Exactly, dude. Exactly. I heard a scary thought that the, was it the last stimulus or another stimulus that Whatever, that you wouldn't get it unless you were vaccinated. (laughs) That's fucked. Yeah, you want your stimulus? Go get your shot. Right there. That right... That is the example of the social credit system. You be the good citizen. You be the model citizen. You you stay under the thumb. You do what we tell you. And we will reward you. Exactly. But if you don't, you will be punished. So if it's, you get a bunch of five stars, it's hard as hell bringing up a an average rating. Like in school, you get a whole bunch of A's, and then that one time you get a D, you are fucked. That's, that's a B-minus GPA. Y- yeah. Well, it depends on how many ratings you have, but yeah. yeah well... Yes, so you've got you've got a hundred all this time, and then suddenly out of nowhere you get a thirty. You're never going to get back to a hundred. Not in the current season, the current cycle, or what the fuck ever semester. Right. <coughs> like we have a bunch of five star reviews, and I think if we got one one star review, I don't think it's going to affect us too bad, dude. To be honest with you, well, I mean, would it? But, but we would never be back up to 100%. <clears throat> no, you're right. But, I mean, is 100% is a, a full five-star review, full, like, social credit. Is it going to be – how is it going to be? Is it going to be a score like your credit score? I don't know. That That's what I'm not sure of. Um, the social credit system in, in China is a national blacklist being developed by the government of the People's Republic of China. Under General Secretary of the Communist Party of China, Xi Jinping's administration, the program initiated regional trials in 2009, even, before launching a national pilot with eight credit scoring firms, eight credit scoring firms in 2014. Why so fucking many? I didn't know there were that many. uh, Right. It was first introduced formally by the Chinese premier Wen uh, Jiabao. I guess. Okay. 
on October 20th, 2011, during one of the state council meetings. In 2018, these efforts were centralized under the... This is what kind of fucks me up. In 2018, these efforts were centralized under the People's Bank of China with participation from the eight firms. By 2020, it was intended to standardize the assessment of citizens and businesses' economic and social reputation or social credit. So that that, that tells me that's immediately in affecting income. Yeah, absolutely. Or at least, I mean, I guess affecting income could be interest rates as well, but yeah. Well, interest rates and isn't there or wasn't there a thing for United States car insurance companies that depending on your credit score, your financial credit score would determine your car insurance? I know that was said to be a thing. I don't know how true it is, but yeah, I've definitely heard that and that's that's fucked up. Why? Why are you going to raise my rates over that? Yeah, ex- how do those things correlate with each other? That doesn't make any sense. My driving record is what matters. For your car insurance, that's what it should matter, yeah. Exactly. Also, look, I got to be honest, I don't... A job will also check your credit score if you go for a new job. Uh, you're To see if you're a reliable person or to see if you're super in debt and you're maybe going to steal from them or whatever. Cell phone companies also check your credit score. And I also don't really believe in that because, sure, your credit score shows if you're paying your bills okay, but the credit card company should only be concerned about past credit card or or cell phone, cell phone company, I'm sorry, should only be concerned about, is that what I said in the beginning? I was talking about a cell phone company? You said cell phone companies check your credit score. Yeah. They should only be concerned about how you paid your cell phone bill in the past. This is your cell phone bill. Your mortgage should not matter to them. Your car payments should not matter to them. Get the fuck off my credit score and I can provide you maybe a letter from my old maybe the old cell phone company can send a letter. Like, yeah, this is, you know, he paid it all up to date. He just left us. That should be the only thing that they have access to, not your credit score. They should only have access to previous telecommunications bill correct yeah i think the i think as of right now our credit score is a little too uh open to anybody and it's only going to get worse with with what you're talking about could they just roll our credit score right into a social credit system and then even if you happen to not hold the door open for somebody they'll be like oh this this fucking dipshit over here boop one one star or some sort of rating, and it's going to knock your score. Maybe if it's just a private citizen, it'll knock your actual credit score down by a point or something. But it's still, that's still too effective. It's still too easy, easily accessed. How would they know you are who you are, though? That's what I'm not sure of. And so at, at one point, like, I don't know how many people really think about it, but you have you have points on your driver's license. If you get too many points in your driver's license, you lose your driver's license. Right. So who's going to report? That's a weird scenario to think about. So if if you don't hold the door for somebody and they're pissed off about it, could they go up to a local authority? Could they go back to the store manager even 
Could the private citizen affect the private citizen, I suppose? And how easily would that happen? Yeah, it might. It really might be something like calling the police on something like that. Or, or just tell the security guard that's outside the door because everything else is automated in the store. You only have one dude outside making sure nobody's being a jackass. And, and then he could, he has the authority as the enforcer of whatever to affect your credit score because somebody came up to him and said, <laughs> didn't hold the door for me. Or maybe when this happens, all cell phones, NFC will always be turned on and they could just find out uh, you know they get close to you like oh okay that's will one star this motherfucker you know what i mean like maybe it's something like that maybe it's going to be some sort of location based uh nfc or like an airdrop type thing and 5g there's going to be 5g hubs at every damn doorway yeah everybody in the wawa it shows up on your phone and you're like and everybody's got a profile Jeez. picture you know what i mean it's a it's their driver's license picture and you're like oh you know what there will right there boom that motherfucker didn't hold the door for me rate him fuck it's like a player versus player zone in an rpg hot people are gonna be set with this dude you know what i mean like if you're good looking and you're in the store people will just be like five stars Oh, look at that. Five stars. Look at that booty. Five stars. Oh, look at his God. abs. Look at his now, abs. I would six star him if I could. Now you've just opened up a whole other can of worms. This is perfect. I. This is exactly the way that the conversation I wanted to go. Now you're saying there's an incentive to be beautiful. Absolutely. Do you think uh, More than a before. hideous... Yeah. Do you think a hideous ogre walking through Walmart wearing, you know... No matter how good he is, you think there's not a few teenagers who are going to be like, one star of that ugly fuck? Exactly. It's, it's, we're in trouble if this goes through, dude. If, if a citizen can affect a citizen like that, then we're fucked. It's going to be awful. Yeah, absolutely. So if you, if you happen to have a bad day, you just wake up on the wrong side of the bed, you're not dealing with anybody you're not saying hi. You're not saying thank you. You just want to be left alone, but you happen to run out of deodorant on the same fucking day. So your stinky ass goes into Walmart past everybody. You don't hold the door. You stink like some trash. Uh, you're not saying thank you. You're not, you're not pardon me or any of that. Suddenly, fi- all your rating goes down and you're getting docked 50, do- 50 credits or something on your next income. Yeah, you you or you were going in to buy deodorant because you ran out, and w- it would normally cost you two dollars. By the time you get to the register, it's twenty four dollars because your social credit score <laughs> dropped in that quick of a time. This sounds like the worst fucking dystopian society. I'm leaving. I don't know if we can. <laughs> I don't know. There's nowhere to go. Wouldn't be allowed. Yeah, that's that's also scary. You couldn't buy a car. No, you can't buy a car. I mean, you can't buy a, a car now with credit scores either if it's too low, but that's banks and essentially companies affecting that. It's not Joe next door because you forgot to mow your grass or you, you ran, maybe you got COVID, you know, and you couldn't mow your grass. 
Yeah, you're having that. You're sick, so you're having an extra shitty day. Can't mow your grass. You smell like a piece of shit. Your trash piling up. Yeah, and then he just fucking one stars you because you know what? Your grass is four inches today instead of three and a half, like it should be. Boom, one star, bitch. Guess you're not buying beer next week, are you? You know what it's gonna do? It's gonna create a lot more crime. <laughs> really? I mean, if my score dropped so much because people thought I was a dick and I couldn't buy beer or I couldn't, uh, I don't know, or like normal things at the grocery store costed me, like, you know, cost me more, I'm just gonna start stealing shit. Yep. Crime would go up, your score would go lower, and then there would be a huge schism on society. People would be like, well, fuck this. I'm going to go live in the Savage Lands. Fuck you guys. I don't need your newspapers. I don't need your Twitters. I'm going to go live with the trees and shit. Yeah, be like, uh, you know, off the grid, self-reliant, all that. There would be a huge schism of people, yeah. that's. But could you? Yeah. Could you do that? What are they going to do with you? Just throw, throw you in jail? Fine, that's, that's fine alternative too. How are you going to get seeds to grow your own food? You know, you're going to have to buy seeds initially. True. You're not going to be able to. How are you going to buy a big fucking, uh, some 55-gallon drums to collect your rainwater? You can't because your score is too low. You're killing me. Guys, people listening to this, if you think it's a good idea, it's not. And if you think we're being goofy about, like, that'll never happen, don't... I think we're way closer to it than I think we're way closer to it. The period. I don't. There's nothing. There's no disqualifier there. We're way closer to it than absolutely. I mean, like we just said, so many things revolve around your actual credit score right now. Then they think, you know what? Let's make a social credit score. Anybody could. That way, it'll make everybody want to be a good person. Everybody hold the door for the next person. Nobody's gonna want to cut you off in traffic. Nobody's gonna give somebody else the finger. It's going to make everybody better. And in fact, it's going to make society a lot, lot fucking worse. Utopia, dystopia. Fucking dystopia with a capital D, dude. That's what we're going for. Dystopia, all caps. Hit caps lock <laughs> on dystopia. That's what it is. Not just a capital D. Fucking capital D-Y-S-topia. Ugh, we got to end this. And I think that's how we're going to end it. <laughs> all right. Capital D, dystopia. No. <laughs> Capital dystopia. All caps. Hit that caps lock, baby. <laughs> this is exactly, thank you, this is exactly how I wanted the conversation to go. A little bit of background and all this shit, the crazy, mad scientist, German, Klaus Schwab, and then just crazy credit score stuff. China is already going through this stuff. If you fuck around in China, then they're going to knock your score down. Yeah, I was seeing a thing for China is like you couldn't even get like a dog and shit. Like, like it affects so much. And if it's already being done in China, you can bet your bottom dollar, which if the social credit score comes through, you might not have a lot of dollars left. <laughs> you can bet that the U.S. is already thinking, how can we implement this a little bit, huh? I mean, look at all the stuff with with Bitcoin now. Bitcoin is, it's a huge surge for Bitcoin. Not only are people trying to buy into it, but there's enough people talking about, just talking about the 
a digital currency, period. And that is only one one slippery step away from the universal basic income, in my opinion. Yeah, and uh, one step away from the mark of the beast, where if you don't get it, they just turn off your uh, your income, your uh, you know your internet monies, whatever, <laughs> whatever the fuck. You know, it, this is all scary. And look, you should just be a good person anyway. I, I agree. Anytime I go to Wawa, which is a you know it's a huge gas station around here for people who don't know, it's you know they make hoagies all that shit. Uh, anytime I go there and somebody's coming in or coming out, I hold the door for them. Not because I'm afraid my score is going to go down. It's just what you sh- what you fucking do. Yeah, just be a a good person. That's it. Sorry if you're having a bad day. I if I'm not having a bad day, then I'll share a smile with you. I have some to spare usually. I mean, you can't see it because he's got to wear a fucking mask, but he's <laughs> smiling wink. with his eye. Per- perpetually. <laughs> it's funny because I, I kind of made the same joke. I said he'll, <laughs> he's smiling with his eye. Uh, yeah, I mean, just you shouldn't have to worry about your score going down. You should just be a good person, period. That's End it. of story. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way we want it. I mean, you, you already heard all the socials in the beginning. But podchaser.com and Apple Podcasts, give us five stars and tell us what kind of dystopian society that, I don't know, but that, that didn't go very well. Yeah. I mean, are you, or just, are I mean, scared? just, what? or just leave five stars. You don't even have to say anything. Just huh? whatever. If, if you don't, if you don't want to say anything, just give us five stars, you know, whatever or works. Be the good person. Just say hi. There you go. That's it. Five stars and say hi. It wouldn't cost you. It doesn't cost you anything. Nope. But if you want it to cost you something, we told told you about Patreon in the beginning. And all the merch and all that. Yep. Yep. What, what was I just... Uh, I think I accidentally stumbled on this earlier, and it's a perfect quote for where we are right now. What costs nothing but is priceless? I don't know. Is it a riddle? I don't know. Sort of. Kindness. That's exactly right. It's it costs nothing, and it's priceless. That's it. Kindness. I've been working on my kindness lately. How much did it cost you? Uh, nothing. Right. Nothing didn't at affect, all. Didn't affect your credit score or social credit score, or a dollar, or or digital currency. Nothing. Didn't affect it, good or bad, which it shouldn't. There's a lot of things that shouldn't, but do. <laughs> all right. Anything else? I got nothing, man. All right. Stay weird, world. And we'll see you guys next time.